shake, uh, uh, like, uh, coming to you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I did it again. I, uh, I started recording. Yeah, well, we'll finish your thought, man. I mean, I was like, I was thinking about, like, uh, that whole thing about coming to you live from. <laughs> Live from, from Thursday night. From Thursday night, it's the Robots vs. Taxes Comedy Hour, starring... <laughs> starring, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Nick Nolte. John Cage. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be like five minutes of silence in this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Just, 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 just. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Kim. <laughs> You'll get to guess which one is which. <laughs> oh, man. Because Daniel Day-Lewis can play at such a convincing age. He can, he's can. he got the chops. He can play like, can do anything and get an award for it. You know, he's like, he's that kind of guy. Daniel, he, Day, Daniel Day-Lewis is actually playing the part of my microphone tonight. He can disappear into any role. Yes, that's, he can. That's what he can do. He can probably, I heard, I heard that he's actually going to be the Infinity Gauntlet in the <laughs> Infinity War movie. Yeah. And you can tell because, like, at the bottom of the gauntlet, there's, like, a very distinct mustache. So, you know, it's him. But anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so, we are uh, robots versus taxes. You uh, said that with a question mark. Like, you know. I, I thought mean, you were going to say it with me. <laughs> I mean, are we? Are we robots versus taxes? taxes? <laughs> Okay, let's 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 make a firm decision on okay. that. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, and we are Robots, Robots versus Taxes on Radio oh. Free Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back at you, back at you. All right, this week, this week, um, this motherfucker uh, <laughs> in the White House is uh, trying to get rid of all these kids in in our in our uh, country. Who are working hard, paying taxes, um, working toward their citizenship, and he's just like, yeah, you know, fuck it, fuck it. At least that was the news uh, last week. If we're if we're being uh, up to date here, right? But uh, with developments today, right? Um, he there, apparently there was a you know a three way between him, uh, Nancy Pelosi, and um, and Chuck Schumer and Chuck Schumer, yeah. You know, that's, uh, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to say Up it on is down black is white. Yeah. I mean, it's the weirdest, weirdest situation we're involved in, in terms of like, uh, what Trump is doing with like, it, it it's almost I'm somewhat if, attracted to Nancy Pelosi. Are you? I'm sorry. Is that, was that where we were going or no? <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. My no, bad. <laughs> but you know what? see the two of you together <laughs> <laughs> all up in the speaker of the house <laughs> but uh but yeah i i think that uh trump is doing the whole like will he won't he mm -hmm. uh bullshit of um reality tv that he's known for yeah like the whole like you tune in next episode where we'll reveal whether trump is for or against daca mm. you know and uh it's 
really odd. It's it's odd because he he's been playing like coy with his base, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure whether or not they're trying to like because his base, the Republicans, are firmly against DACA. Yep. And now he's I don't know what they've done to slight him. Huh. Uh, I'm pretty sure they just criticized him, right? Mm-hmm. In between, like uh, you know, watching porno on Twitter. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if 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 you catch a republic a Republican watching just you know straight up porno porno on Twitter, I would feel like that would be a step up for them because it's usually far worse. It's just like you know, Senator so and so was cut, you know, was caught fucking a barrel of puppies in the bathroom you know yeah that's that's actually really odd um because it always feels like uh when a republican senator is like or a congressman or whatever uh whenever they're criticizing like the like uh i don't know say they're for the transgender ban or Mm -hmm. they're doing something else that's really horrible all of a sudden it's like well, I've been having sex with, you know, kids for a while. <sighs> and it's like, what? It's it's always hypocrisy. It's always hypocrisy. It really it's is. always like whether it be on the left or the right, it's all like I just feel like this system has failed. Yeah. Um in terms of just like these people trying to represent the moral compass of the United States, but they're all just like flaw, heavily, deeply flawed, corrupt individuals who just rot out our political system to the core. Sometimes I feel like in in the uh, the Capitol, um, the Capitol building in Washington, at night after hours, it's just one giant eyes wide shut party. Dude, but, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, like being but, like. But whatever they do, <laughs> but whatever they do would make Eyes Wide Shut look like a, a conservative gathering on a Sunday afternoon. Like it, it's they're probably just into like the wildest, weirdest, depraved shit, you know? Right. Um, or it so. just could be like self-loathing, like you know Ted Cruz does. I'm pretty sure on a daily basis, where he's just like. You know, trying not to get caught by going on Twitter for porn. Ted fucking Cruz. The cruise missile. The cruise missile. Jeez, this guy. Cruise control. Sorry. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Tom Cruise. No, that one didn't work. That that didn't work. I'll I'll just leave that one to you. But um, so has it been confirmed that it was actually him who clicked a like on that of course not of course not because what they do is like they'll immediately be like uh, uh, staff or Mm. i was hacked (laughs) but it ended up being him like blaming a staff but then him talking about sex toys but didn't he say like people should be able to do whatever they want did he say that? I think he said that either yesterday or earlier today. He was just like, he was just like, oh, you know, people should be able to do whatever they want. And it's just like, you are a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, you voted against people's lifestyles and rights to just exist as they are. And when you get caught, you know, doing something, it's just like, oh, you know, people should just do what they want. It's, it's I don't know what Scott, what 
color the sky is in these uh, some of these officials' wo- um, worlds. Yeah, I mean, Eric fucking Andre, man. He <laughs> was instantly on Instagram and was like, he posted a picture of the porn that of the of the clip of or like the the thumbnail of the porn mm-hmm. that uh, Ted Cruz was into or was watching and then he was like at least me and Ted Cruz have something in common uh, but I mean wait he, wait wait hold on I, a second what kind of porn was it it was uh, I it, from the way it looks is um, it's almost as if it, I think it's a it's a it's either a, um it's a woman wearing like a business suit and glasses a blonde woman mm-hmm. uh, you know diddling herself to I think it's her stepson and, uh, uh, you know, a young woman uh, in the throes of passion. Uh, so it was it, it was pretty fucking graphic. And like, I, I've just been having a lot of fun seeing the, what the the mainstream news media has been doing in terms of trying to like talk around this shit because they're just like, oh, what? The following scene you're going to see is fairly graphic, you know. Uh, we can only show you what happens from the shoulders up. And it's just like a woman wearing glasses. And it's 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 hilarious. I, you know, I... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, and then he comes out saying like, oh, well, we can't all control what happens on Twitter again or something like oh, that. Oh, my God. You know, I totally would have pegged Ted Cruz as like into... You would have pegged Ted Cruz? No. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Hey. Like... Cut it out. Because he might have enjoyed that Just and then it. killed four people. Of course. <laughs> I'll rephrase my uh, <laughs> my statement. I would have thought that uh, Ted Cruz was into like giant black girl ass. Like I would have thought that was his thing because he's the most he's the most um, uncolored man. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, who who might be walking the earth? Uh, aside from even his Wonder Bread is like, dude, <laughs> like <laughs> go to get yoga class. You know? <laughs> Watch a foreign film on Filmstruck. Quality films for quality people. Filmstruck. I'm sorry. That's we're unsponsored. I don't know why I'm doing that. So yeah, I, I would have I would have thought he would have been into like giant black girl ass or um, like hardcore gay midget porn, like <laughs> like something like something like something that's just like the polar opposite of what he presents himself as, you know. Something like like the the dude from Seven like pleasures himself to right, just demons fucking eat, like people cosplaying as demons <laughs> fucking each other. It's like yeah, I'm into demon porn, you know. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm into demon porn too. <laughs> I mean, like you know, it's 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 hypocrisy. It's an, just another facet of like this this broken systems like way of like having two faces like the face that it uh, like the things that it tells the public about purity chastity and abstinence blah 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 Mm -hmm. and like how uh, you know um they have the best interests of the public at like uh, at hand or whatever it's like he just made a deal with the democrats he has our best interests at hand Mm 
Mm. It's like it's their faith is completely unshakable. And that's what at what's at the core of it is like this faith, you know. They believe that Trump is Trump is going to like kick out all of the foreigners and he's going to make things better for the white hard working folk. But, you know, in actuality, he doesn't give a solid fuck for anyone. Like, uh, you know, all those people that are currently, um, you know, in in dire straits because of the hurricanes that have been plaguing, like, the southeast mm-hmm. and, like, you know, um, Houston and Florida. Yeah, the Red I've States. Never, I've never felt so bad for Florida. Like, I feel really bad. I know it's a fucked up state. But geez, they don't bel- they don't deserve that. Like I th- I would have thought like like alleg- alligator avalanche, but like <laughs> like just the constant like facts like facts being thrown into red states' faces of mm-hmm. like climate change, climate change, climate change coming on your face. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like they really don't deserve this. Um. I mean, I mean, look, like, uh, don't be heartless, man. I have. <laughs> wow. Let me hold on. Let me qualify that that um, um, that I just said. I have family in Florida. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking that I was like, don't you have family? in Florida? I do. I, and I and I desperately like uh, am concerned for their safety and well-being, especially when these hurricanes hit. However. Um, from an abstract sort of larger point of view, uh, one can't help but notice that these red states who voted for Trump, who are throwing their support behind a man who is seriously crippling the EPA, uh, denying climate change, essentially wiped all mention of it from the whitehouse.gov website um, at the moment of inauguration. It you can't help but be like, huh? So, uh, what do you guys think is going on? It's just a really bad year, because uh, these bad years team. It's the gays. It's the, the well, the you know, gays and their homosexual acts. Somehow, the gays are, according to them, responsible for so many natural disasters. You have to wonder that why don't we just form a a think tank, but for but for heterosexual sex, a sex tank <laughs> of people who just like who are just fucking for the betterment of mankind, you know? Because if they have my vote, I mean, I'm 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 married, but I'm just like I'll watch from afar a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll cast my vote. <laughs> but like seriously, if that's your logic, if gay sex causes natural disasters wouldn't heterosexual says bring us into a utopia but i you know but i digress uh, it's um their their logic is so fragmented and so compartmentalized that uh one can only either shrug at them or get really really angry because their reasoning does not um, lend itself to accountability for actual consequence. Like climate change deniers, they can just deny all they want. They'd be like, ah, you know, they, they can keep moving the goalpost around and be like, ah, you know, it's just a storm. Ah, it's just the sea levels rising, whatever. It happens naturally. And if they're wrong, 
they're dead. So they never yeah, have to. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? It's like, but then there's, then, but then they're all like, like climate deniers who are like, especially people who are of the evangelical faith. They'll just be like, this is what God wanted. I'm like, I doubt this is what God wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I, like just coming at it from a very religious perspective. It's like God, if he is truly the father, or she, or she, right? Sorry. Or I'm sorry. if she, well, come in like that's I, I don't know. I've uh, frequently seen her as a she. Um, Same here. Same right? here. Uh, but if she's truly like out there and she's speaking to us, I mean, she'd be saying like, "Stop doing this fucking goddamn like global warming shit. Mm. Like, stop letting this happen." And. I mean, they they consider this like a part of God's wrath or whatever, but it's bullshit. It's just their way of like validating their point of view, and which sh- is shirking responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Because it's easier to look at at things simply by blaming things on God, which is kind of blasphemous from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that they don't see it that way. But uh, it's it's easy to blame it on God as opposed to actually having an existential thought process and thinking to myself, what am I doing to contribute to this horrible situation? You know, what am I doing to like what what is it that I'm contributing to the ecosystem, to the political structure, to racial politics, to everything? People are just lazy. People don't want to think about what they're contributing to the environment. And hucksters like Donald Trump or whatever, you know, right wing senator like Rick Scott, they're just going to continue uh, putting it on God's hands and putting it on like blame, pointing the finger at immigration, at black people, at uh, the scientists who think that they're better. Because it's easier to do that than to actually think about what the fuck is actually going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. You know the thing about the thing about religion is that it, it it is it is such a double-edged sword. It can be the source of a lot of inspiration and uh, great great deeds um, that the human race uh, shows potential for. But it can also be wielded as a tool to uh, control and manipulate the masses, which is what we're seeing in this day and age. Uh, You know, religion, from my perspective, my belief, arose from the fear of the unknown. You know, I mean, imagine being... I'm sorry. Can I just... Yeah, yeah. Are you an atheist? No. Okay. No, I, I definitely believe that there are um, other other stratums of existence that we live alongside of uh, that are greater than the sum of our consciousness. I feel that um, creation is actually an emergent property onto itself, which lends itself to many layers of existence. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, when you, uh, just because I like to, I'd like to do parallels between 
things that already exist and that we all generally agree upon. When you look at the human body, when you look at human intelligence and consciousness, there's no one part of the brain or one part of the body that's like, look, that is human consciousness. This is this little piece is what makes Pablo Pablo or makes Ernesto Ernesto or and so on and so forth when anybody else We're a sum of parts and chemicals and processes that give rise to uh, this individuality and in a greater sense uh, human uh, humanity the human species and when I look at nature at the very small and the very big you see parallels between like quantum mechanics or uh, subatomic particles and then you look at the solar system and galaxies and see other similarities of one thing uh, orbiting the other uh, structures that look very similar um, there, there's very deep science that explains them um, and shows that there are distinct differences but one one cannot ignore the similarities as well and when I think of life as an emergent property, um, again, uh, human consciousness um, is an emergent property because the sum, we're, we are essentially greater than the sum of our parts. All of this working together makes this thing that is more than just hydrogen, carbon, water, you know, all working together to be like this soup. We can think, we can make language, we can make art, um, we can take action. Life in terms of like the sphere of a planet, you know, we have a distinct, uh, a distinct fingerprint as Earth. You know, you look at the atmosphere. There are certain signs within the, in the within the atmosphere um, because of the waste that we produce, uh, carbon dioxide, that would signify some sort of life. And if you get deeper into it, let's say you were uh, an intelligent civilization that didn't start on earth then you can detect our radio waves and say hey there's something um, being emitted from this planet that is not naturally occurring mainly radio signals that follow a very specific and artificial pattern and i think in the greater cosmos perhaps our galaxy um, certain clusters of the universe we see that in an even bigger way i mean, I mean at least that's my theory that's something that's yet to be detected um and there's something about that that for me tells me that there's something more than just the sum of the parts. You know, I, I feel like there is a greater, perhaps a greater intelligence or consciousness that has some role in dictating the way this all plays out. So you don't believe in it in like the biblical sense, right? You don't believe it in, in like in terms of like, uh, like like Catholicism. I'm not sure if you were raised Catholic or not. I, I was raised Catholic. And um, I guess growing up, I, I subscribed to that way of thinking and I haven't completely abandoned it. But for me, I think that um, Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, Islam, and all the other religions of the world are an attempt at explaining this vast thing that we've really we we've barely even dipped our toe into um it's sort of like if you look at uh, very early man i mean like pre-language man and cave drawings and them trying to explain what they see in the sky um, attributing certain traits to them 
looking at stars and saying, oh, those are just, you know, pinpricks of light in the sky, when in fact we know now that they are these uh, enormous burning uh, balls of hydrogen. Um, I think that for religion, uh, the stuff that various cultures have written over the centuries is in that same vein. It's like trying to grasp at this immensity that the human mind cannot take in all at once. And if we make it past this infancy of our existence, I think that our concept of what religion is, what God is, will continue to evolve and hopefully uh, we'll get closer to what the actuality of that is and will probably be vastly different than what we think of it now. Um, it could it could possibly merge with what we call science now. It could be a whole new uh, way of thinking or a, a whole new aspect of reality that we haven't even uh, scratched upon. But I de I, I def I'm definitely not a believer that like, oh, there's just nothing out there. You know, it's just it's all just random. Right. But you're, you're talking about it as if it's not because like religion, especially Catholicism, follows a very rigid structure. Mm -hmm. uh, just speaking at it from from my point of view, because I was also raised Catholic mm -hmm. and then I had like a <laughs> divorce uh, with Catholicism. Um, that must have been tough. Nah. <laughs> I mean, like, it is, it, you know what, to tell you the truth, it is kind of tough because there are certain things about Catholicism that I haven't let go of. Like, uh, the Catholic guilt is definitely still there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like, you're talking about, like, the evolution of, of religion and how one day it will kind of, like, merge with science. But that's, Maybe. Like, but that's, yeah, but that's if, um, if it was allowed to, like, grow roots as opposed to sitting in the potted plant of being a didactic kind of systemized systematic system a lot of redundancies <laughs> there it, it, i mean i i keep thinking to myself I, i've always thought to myself like like when i when i was old enough to to actually consider the idea of like, so what's with this crazy religion thing, you know, mm -hmm. is that um, it's it's too rigid. Like it 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 feels too like there's certain things in there where it, it like contradicts itself. Like according to like the the Bible, like if you have uh, one thread going over another thread. Uh, in your clothing that's akin to murdering a child oh wow i'm like wow like that doesn't make sense like uh and the other things like you know if your wife is barren you have the right to procreate and sleep with as many wives as you want until you bear children like oh all yeah that doesn't sound like uh like patriarchal yeah. influence at all exactly, you know so. <laughs> exactly exactly it just feels like it feels like a it was written by a bunch of dudes yeah. with their own like well you could fuck if you want i'm pretty sure god's cool with that <laughs> you know um i think yeah i think you're definitely right there's definitely a rigidity with um uh christian judeo uh faith 
as interpreted in this day and age. However, when I look when I look over the centuries at how it has been wielded, I think it's gone through several different forms um, that in this day and age is now being reinterpreted uh, for many uh, different denominations. Uh, we see women now taking up roles in the church that couldn't have existed uh, just a few hundred years ago. Yeah, but that exists outside of the actual Vatican, of, like the Vatican viewed or surveyed Catholic church. It, it exists outside, but just the simple fact that it can exist, period, without being... <laughs> True. Yeah. Without without them without women being stoned to death or yeah, being reverends. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think it. I think it shows that the church recognizes there has to be flexibility in order for it to survive. I mean, even in recent years, um, certain uh, scientists within the Vatican have said, you know, hey, there could be life outside of Earth. You know, we don't see anything in the Bible that says. That there couldn't be. You know? Are you quoting cool Pope? Like Latino Pope? No, I wish no, that's no. what he said. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he's down with it. Latino Pope. Latino you know. Pope. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they said this during, you know, uh, Nazi Pope's... Uh, oh, shit. Um, Pope uh, Pius IV or whatever. Yeah, tenure. Um, he, um, yeah, they, they basically opened the door to the possibility that, okay, there, there could be extraterrestrial life and it doesn't... Uh, contradict God's word and I think it's that's just one example of them uh, trying to be flexible because the world is in a certain amount of upheaval the beginnings of upheaval um, we, we think that things are crazy now Pfft, you know just give it a few years but um, I hope not I, I hope we fucking trudge our way out of this cesspool of a, of a world that we have right now I think I think that we'll we'll trudge into something different uh, we'll, we'll, I mean really this world has never been trouble free right now it's really crazy but after we get out of this which I'm definitely looking forward to oh and just a side note um, to any possible Trump listeners I really can't wait to rub this administration in your face <laughs> Like, because he's really, first of all, he's not going to get rid of all the immigrants. That wall, it's not going to It's not going to happen. It's not going to get built. No. Um, the best that you can hope for is like a Chipotle on the border. That's it. <laughs> That's the best that you can hope for. But it's not going to, it's probably going to have Trump's name. So it's going to be like Chipotle. Chipotle. It's going to be the worst <laughs> shit ever. Like just leftover ground up Trump steaks. It's just like, ah. it's like you know, it's like, oh, I wanted to support this, but everything's so gamey. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, so the world is changing and we're going through uh, some crazy stuff. But once once we get to the other side of it, uh, we're going to be in a in a vastly different um, landscape. You know, it's, it's crazy now, but there are there are good people working in the background and eventually the bad and the good are going to manifest in a way that just reshapes society. And then we have to just learn everything all over again. We got to learn what it is to be educated. We got to learn what it is to be employed. We got to learn what it is to define uh, what human is, you know, and that's going to happen in the next few short years and decades. Oh, hopefully it'll reach that point before we like get us like like 
engulfed in like white supremacist bullshit where like it's just like now we're having to battle the literal white walkers at some point <laughs> where you know we'll have to like constantly be talking sense and they'll just be like blood and soil blood and soil blah 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 the thing about white supremacies and its death throes have you ever like have you ever sprayed a cockroach like one of those big cockroaches um and no matter how good your spray is like eventually they scurry around and then they flip onto their backs and you see their legs like flailing or whatever and at some point they become still and then they start moving again like that's what white supremacy is right now it's in the phase of scurrying around it's been sprayed and for the last several decades it's just been scurrying around eventually we're going to get to the point soon where it's going to flip onto its back and you're going to see its legs flailing and that's when we know that it's dying and that's when things will get really rough because if we see it then they then people who racialize as white will definitely see it and if they have that fear and they're going to couple it with that death then they're really going to get violent but once that once that poison really sets in once that death starts to creep into that identity um eventually they're just going to dwindle away all we have to do is just watch it that's all we have to do one can only hope but in kind of a related um in a related story like kind of something that kind of feels akin to that is uh Robots versus Taxes just wants to give props to those people who spray painted that uh, statue of Columbus in Central Park. They spray painted blood on the hands of Columbus. Holy <laughs> shit. When did that happen? Uh, I think it was last week. Oh, my God. And they spray painted a message like something like uh, hatred will not survive or something like that onto <laughs> the base of the statue. Robots versus Taxes fully endorses is both of us fully endorse this kind of protest because it's the kind of uh, artistic uh, rebellious form of protest that just makes America great. We salute you. Yeah. We absolutely salute you. That is brilliant. Props to you guys. Props oh, to you rebels goodness. carrying on the good fight. Well, that was good. It but was good. It was good. <laughs> and now I just want to reassert that we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time for a little, uh, a little robots, a little mechanical action, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Ted Cruz knows what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he does, you know, plowing deep and hard into pop culture. <laughs> Let's get it popping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So, I mean... I've been looking at the world of anime, and I'm wondering whether I'm just getting... Uh-oh. I've been getting old. I okay. said I said anime, not, okay. the, <laughs> not the other thing. Yeah. It's like, I've rewatched La Blue Girl, it's and just, I'm like, I find inconsistencies <laughs> with the tactical board. <laughs> no, that's another podcast. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, with anime... Uh, I remember being so uh, energized and so enthused about 
anything that I came across, whether it's Cowboy Bebop or Ninja Scroll or Ranma Half or, you know, a whole other... What's Ranma Half? Ranma Half was this <laughs> really interesting uh, cartoon where this uh, young Kung Fu student and his master, an old, an old man, uh, they fell into some enchanted pools uh, one day. And so a spell or a curse was therefore observed into them. And whenever the old man uh, would get wet, uh, he would turn into a giant panda that could still practice Kung Fu. And the young Kung Fu student who was male, whenever he would get wet, he would turn into a young female. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I have to watch this now. It's hilarious, but also kind of complex because, you know, dealing with uh, gender issues uh, in a young boy's life, it's like that could speak to some of the uh, some of the issues of today. Um, yeah, that sounds kind of odd. Like it does have a very progressive message. It does. Especially if, like uh, when did this uh, anime come out? Eighties or nineties? I think like late eighties, early nineties. Okay, gotcha. like, it was it was really really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, silly Japanimation characters and the um, and the affectations therein. You know, the 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 teardrop, the giant teardrop the gi- appearing Aww. to the side of the head to. Uh, express a sort of exasperation that's always been like my one big beef with anime like i'm just like not the big teardrop don't don't do that i love that i wish i could really i I wish i could do that in real life that's how (laughs) that's how expressive it was but um you know um but when i look at modern uh anime it's uh, some of it can be quite nice but there's something about it it's so polished it's so it's so most of it is one way it's um putting these uh young characters in weird situations i feel like the popularity that anime has gained in the west has influenced the production of it definitely definitely because Japan. Yeah, yeah because definitely like in in terms of like our, in terms of seeing shows like uh one punch man and mm-hmm. especially the new gundam series with like uh or the and i'm talking about iron-blooded orphans highly recommend that by the way uh if you want to check out some really awesome anime action with a really dark edge um and what uh, what other thing i know i was going to talk about it wasn't um it wasn't castlevania was ah the name escapes me now that was only four episodes long i was I know. like jeez knights of sidonia is awesome too yes um, yes it was you're on ice and then there's uh there's another one what do you think of blame oh blame was cool yeah <laughs> uh, except like i thought that the main character like the main <laughs> character like you told me that keanu reeves should play the main character and i was like yeah he's wooden as fuck I'm starting to think that uh, they could get what's his name from Avatar to play him. Um, oh, Sam Worthington. Yeah, because he's even <laughs> more. Because he's, he's so bland. He's practically cardboard. <laughs> they should just get Danny Bland to play that guy. Danny. Ah, ah there you go. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be too tempted, too tempted to say every thirty minutes. Like, <laughs> I am the Iron, the legendary Iron. Im- immortal Iron Fist, <laughs> protector of Kunlun. It's the one with the giants. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack on Titan. Yes, I got to say, that is a good one. In in keeping with the old spirit of anime, just taking you way into like 
crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like it doesn't play. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, God. When some of those giants were just eating people and the way they they animated that, I was just like, this is this is horror. Yeah. This is... <laughs> If I saw this in real life, I could never be okay again. I'm like, damn, they really took that Jack and the Beanstalk thing and they fucking flipped it on its head. Oof. Because, um, and, and like, I, I just love the, the, the crazy yelling. And, um, <laughs> like, it feels like that the main guy, Aaron Yeager, is always like, God damn it! <laughs> And I'm just like, even in the English dub, I'm like, damn, that guy's vocal cords must be sore. Um, <laughs> he did a perfect impersonation of him. Just, that dude was in just a fucking rage the entire time. Like, Jager, just take a fucking chill pill, dude. <laughs> Titans will work themselves out. Like, you, you got this. It's all right. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I can't wait till season two of that drops. Um, it's already dropped. Like it's, I, I don't think it's fully. I don't think it's finished yet. But mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure you can start like torrenting that shit. Um, I'm waiting for it to hit uh, hit Netflix so hit I can Netflix just, so I can so just, you can just like, binge it. Binge it, yeah, because that's what I did with the first one. I was just like, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it also, if you if you're looking for really good like offbeat kind of <laughs> excuse the pun um, anime, there's a there's an anime called Kids on the Slope. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, Shinichiro Watanabe's uh, Ode to Jazz, where hmm. it just follows like four kids, four to, four or five kids that are in school and starting their own jazz band and it has no action but it's just really cool oh. yeah really awesome stuff that sounds interesting um hmm. yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah but anime anime yeah anime I... is weird how did you get into anime was it ninja scroll oh god anime um <laughs> i think it was actually law law <laughs> sorry <laughs> I it was um I think I was primed for anime in my early childhood and I didn't even know it. Uh looking at cartoons like Voltron, um what else was out at that time? Another other similar like cartoons that were obviously foreign and lost something in translation, but was it Robotech? Stip Robotech as well. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So I was sort of primed at that time. When I consciously um, came into anime, I think it might have been with the Ranma series because it was in the gl- series. Yeah, the Ranma series. Yeah, the the Ranma half series. In the Ranma half series. Right, yeah. right. I was um, in the glory days when we used to have uh, video rental stores. Oh, you know, you just actually physically walk into a place, you see the the boxes that they had on the shelves, and you're just like, okay, this this looks interesting. That looks interesting. And um, you just picked something up and decided to try it. And when I picked up Ron Mahaf, I was just like, this is nuts. There's a panda and a girl <laughs> that practice Kung Fu. This is nuts. So I took it home and that's what sort of took me down that road. The other thing is, though, and this is the part I guess we were trying to avoid a little earlier, but <laughs> back then the road into other things was so 
it was so easy to get to even the video store owners weren't quite sure what some of this stuff was so oh dude so I'm looking. I'm like, oh, anim- I can't wait to tell you like how it was for me too. <laughs> oh, as, as soon as I'm done with this, um, I, uh, I was just like, you know, at that time I was getting anime crazy. I was like, anime, cool. I'm gonna, I don't have a girlfriend. I'm just gonna watch <laughs> anime all weekend. And I stumbled across a, a little title. You may have heard of it called Legend of the Overfiend. Oh man! And this was my first exposure. Dude. <laughs> This was my first exposure to hentai, and I gotta say, I've never looked back. Well, the, wow. <laughs> sure. I, and by I, never I, look back, I mean I've been fully engulfed in that world. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, how did this happen for you? Uh, I, I because I, I, it's funny that we're talking about like old school video stores, right? Because we're both kids from the eighties, right? Yeah. So I, my parents noticed that I was getting into film and they gave me a video card uh, for a place called Friendly's Videos, which no longer exists. It was a Dominican run store, uh, which had a lot of titles. Like my parents were very observant of the things I rented back in the day because you know, every time I try to get away with something, like especially like something as tame as like Beetlejuice, would <laughs> they would have to watch it first and then tell me whether I could watch it because the 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 art for it looked like kind of weird and like bizarre and like you know uh, Michael Keaton is dressed up like a ghoul holding Alec Baldwin's head. So uh, I started, that's how I gravitated towards anime because I thought to myself, well, you know, these are cartoons. What harm could it do? <laughs> <laughs> so my, my first, uh, my first anime rentals were, uh, I think it was Record of the Lodos War, uh, one of the chapters of Record of the Lodos War, mm. which is this kind of uh, Lord of the Rings-esque uh, fantasy anime thing. Another was an anime version of The Little Mermaid, which was way more violent than I would have ever thought. Uh, which also included some weird creatures, some weird sea creatures with tentacles that didn't rape, but <laughs> they were definitely trying to usurp uh, the Little Mermaid, who wasn't named Ariel. I forgot what her name was. It was named. Her name was. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and then there was. Was it Golgo Thirteen? Mm. That's when I was like, it was either Golgo Thirteen. Or I, I definitely remember an anime about a secret agent. It, I think it might have had Wolf in the title. <laughs> where that was the first time I saw a switchblade with that acted as a as a projectile, where they would like one of the the antagonists would pull out a switchblade, and then the secret agent was like. Oh no! You know you're gonna try to kill me. I'm gonna fuck you up or whatever. Because <laughs> back then they had like this company called Swingline do all the dubs, and I don't know if you remember that, 
if you remember, but all the animes back then, they were real fans of like, well, if we're going to curse an anime, we're going to go all the way and just make up our own slang. And just <laughs> like, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to put this knife in your bag, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was just the oddest dubbing ever. But I, I specifically remember... Uh, an antagonist pulling out a switchblade and then the main character throwing a kick. It was blocked. And then the antagonist would hit a button on the switchblade and the blade, the actual blade flew off into his arm, into his forearm. Oh my God. And then he would just pull it out and blood would pour out. And then sometime later in the series, he definitely fucked his female co-star. And I was like, what is happening to my nether regions? You know? That's, uh, uh, <laughs> anime uh, definitely brought us into adulthood. You <laughs> know? I'm like 11 years old. I'm like, even back then, I'm like, I'm, I definitely should be watching this shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just <laughs> so odd. But the thing is, it just like, it, it paralyzes you once it starts to happen. Like, yeah. You think it's going one way. You're like, all right, you know, cartoons and they're cool and they're, you know, there's some action. And then when it gets into like adult themes, you're like, it, it, it's literally like. It turns into Wicked City. It's, <laughs> the, Why is that Spider Woman throwing webbing out of her vagina? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> your worlds start to collide because up until that point, cartoons were just this innocuous thing meant for children you know yeah. it's just like oh nothing bad is gonna happen and then bad shit starts to happen you're yeah. just like and then i ran re accidentally rent grave of the fireflies and then i'm just like oh geez the japanese had it so tough like, i don't know if you've seen yes you seen grave i've seen the that <laughs> oh my god that oof. i'm still trying to get over that one. Oh man one of my favorites was vampire hunter d Oh, I mean, that one was cool though. That that could you know that could be a real easy Hollywood adaptation to make. You just find the most um, uncharismatic uh, actor who's tall enough and put him in the role of Vampire Hunter D because he barely has any lines. He, he's just mood. That's all he is. He's just mood. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You could do like you could do like with an actor that has, is really expressive, like fucking Carl Urban. Like, oh. Well, yeah, but he doesn't have a thin enough. If I remember correctly, Vampire Hunter D had a very thin face. That's true. That's true. But you know, like I hate to go with Keanu Reeves yet again, <laughs> but I mean, the guy's got wooden acting down to a science. Hey, listen, he's he's done quite well for himself, so you can't knock that hustle. He is know? the one. Oops. He's the one. <laughs> ah, try to get away with not making a Matrix reference. Uh, that's for impossible. one goddamn Robots versus Taxes episode. That's impossible, you know? <laughs> I just did it again. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> shit. For those of you who don't know, in the first film, when they're chasing Trinity and she makes her first leap from rooftop to rooftop, the cop who's chasing her looks at her and says, that's impossible. <laughs> He says that about the agent that jumps. He doesn't say that about Trinity. My apologies. <laughs> I'm a little tipsy. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, we're both drunk. Woo! Pablo, <laughs> thank you for that correction. Because we wouldn't want to misinform our audience here. Oh, man. Yeah. But, uh... Shit. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Golgo 13 is definitely one of the cornerstones of... Because I definitely remember renting that. And then I then I saw the... In the 90s, I saw the trailer for Leon the Professional. Oh. And I thought that was an adaptation of Golgo 13. Oh. So I was thinking... like I went in there thinking that I was going to see some hardcore like assassin <laughs> assassin on queen b action and it didn't actually turn out to be the case but uh, leon the professional is still an awesome movie. still an awesome film yeah. still an awesome film yeah yeah that was that was my introduction to natalie portman okay all right yeah, yeah. let's not get creepy I, <laughs> she was really young back then. i i meant it as like to her acting yeah she was, she okay. was quite compelling right. in that just like she got slapped in that movie. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. But yeah, but Gogo Thirteen is definitely one of the the tenets of uh, early anime. Yeah, yeah, you had you had to have watched it. Uh, oh, another series that I feel like primed me for anime um, was not <laughs> was not the actual episodes, but just the opening of Silverhawks. Oh uh, man, dude! Could, all those all those opening <laughs> se- like like. N- like I know, fucking Thundercats. Oh, their opening yes. was dope, and it didn't look like the rest of the series. No, it didn't. They like just, they threw all their money into the openings. It was just like, okay, we we're gonna rent this uh, animation studio in Japan for like two weeks to bang out this opening, and the rest can be like animated in like Ohio. You know? Yeah, it was. Like, it was, <laughs> it was never that. Of of course, they would drop in a few like clips of the good animation like when lion o you know summon you know he went thunder 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 yeah. cat. so it's like that was like the good animation and then it went back to like you know incomplete lines <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like you definitely knew the coloring was off like that the color bled onto like the background it's like <laughs> lion lost part of his arm oh no he didn't it's like it's just shitty it's like for the next five minutes, we're only going to animate the characters' mouths, <laughs> and that's it. And even then, we're just going to loop three seconds of that animation over and over to mimic all their speech. You know? Oh so, my god! So yeah, but yeah, the opening of Silverhawks uh, and Thundercats probably primed me for animation because with anime, even though they have their you know animation tricks, uh, they did everything with cinematic intent in mind which just created a whole mood that kept you riveted to the to the storyline and what was going on i know we're coming to the end of our show but like i did want to reference uh just really quick did you ever see the anime intro to the old x 90 90s x-men uh cartoon there was an anime intro to the are you talking about the one that was on channel five on yeah yeah on channel five yeah yeah they like apparently in japan they did their own animation for the x-men and it looks fucking dope i gotta youtube that fucking shit yeah as soon as we find it listeners we're gonna put that up on the robots versus taxes facebook page um and we might even link it on twitter as well so um also, just to remind everybody, we are available on iTunes and Podomatic and uh, with the new uh, Radio Free Brooklyn app. 
you can enjoy us whenever you uh, want. You yeah. get a little bit of uh, Ernesto, a little bit of Pablo in your ear. Wow. That was creepy. So, you know, if you, want, <laughs> if you want to get into the mood, listen to our voices. We're not quite sure what that mood is. <laughs> but it'll get you somewhere. It's like. sexual pleasure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Robots V, as in Victor, S as in uh, uh, Saber of Lightsaber. Uh, taxes. Um, oh boy, that was a reach. Um, I well, feel dirty all of a sudden. Well, thank you, listeners, for <laughs> being with us again this week, and uh, we definitely look forward to talking to you again. Uh, I am Ernesto Mancibo, and I'm a drunken Pablo Morales Martinez, <laughs> and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thanks a lot, guys. You have yourself a nice day. Song of the week. Pretty 